0: I done thing, it hurt. Brother to brother, I am my brother's keeper. It's not about your color, it's about his people. We all been called to walk according to his teaching. Only chance to stop the kingdom is about in Jesus. If I'd have known different, I would have done no different. I had a stony heart and often questioned spirit. But because of my brother,
1: I truly know forgiveness. For that, I dedicate my life Into our father's business. If I offend somebody at work, look, if, if they persecute me, look at God trying to strengthen me to show them who I serve. Mm. I say I believe, I'm walking with it, well teach them, they don't know.
0: Come on, man. It's Brother to Brother. I'm your host, Brandon Bates, better known as Elder, and it's episode six. Episode six, Growth in Wisdom, is what was the focus for today and y'all already here man we doing something a little bit different man I got me a special guest I don't even know his name ran across him on the YouTube uh, studying for today just looking at the scriptures and looking up certain things on the YouTube watching videos and came across this guy and it just spurred some thoughts and, and so we're gonna use him to help us today again it's brother to brother you can find us on anchor.fm spotify google podcast radio public and some others itunes coming soon or apple podcast i believe is what it's called but we are here man our focus is to be brothers to others as Christ is to us. As Christ is to us. He is Lord. He is Master. He is the Messiah, which is Savior of the world. But because of our brother and his love that he had for God and the love that he had for his neighbor, then here we are. Brothers, different mother, same father but I won't try to be before you long I won't try to be before you long but we, we, we're gonna get into it I, I, I wish I knew my brother's name but apparently this guy was at a store he said in, in, in the full video it was he said something about checkers so it could have been uh, the checkers i know old school old old days it was a burger joint i don't know where this is located it could be the name of a gas station looked like it was a gas station in the video but just ran across a guy started asking him questions and he started answering and so that was a a clip But again, today's show, the topic is wisdom. It is wisdom. This is day 14. Yesterday was growth in Christ. Growth in Christ. And today is growth in wisdom. The main scripture for today that we focused on was James chapter 1. Verses 12 through 15. But we will, since we're talking about wisdom, hit up a little bit of Proverbs. Proverbs chapter nine verse let's see where we at 10 reads The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. Now I'm really, you know, even like last episode or the episode before that, I was kind of at a loss, like not really knowing how this is going to flow. Um, I don't even, you know, as it was coming together, it felt like it all would tie in. It felt like it was supposed to, and, you know, I believe it is somehow, some way, if if I'm really truly led by the Spirit, I may not get through all of what I have today. We'll see what the focus is. You know, I was assistant pastor at a church my first time being assistant pastor and I would have to um, give words of encouragement and I would sometimes get up there and have something on my mind that I would, I know, you know, I'm supposed to be talking about, and I would have just a few points, because I wasn't supposed to be up there long, uh, because I went on right before um, the senior pastor got up, or senior servant, as he is called, and sometimes I would get up there, and it would be like one of those net situations, where I'm, up there and and saying what i believe the lord gave me and in that moment it just it just like shifts this is what you're supposed to be talking about i believe today will be one of those moments um it's not anything i'm gonna try to force we're just gonna do what we do okay y'all know how we do right so that being said the other thing I want to say is, you know, as I guess almost a, I don't want to say a warning, but just so you know, shows after January will be a little bit more focused. They'll they'll have, you know, topics, may have more clips in them. They'll they'll be more focused. This is not my first rodeo when it comes to some type of social media podcast, radio, blog, vlog, whatever you want to call it. They will be more focused. This month was more, again, um, supposed to be revelatory. What revelations does what what God give you during your fast? I mean, because the point of the fast is, again, is not for you to uh, uh, give up something so you can get something. That's not the main focus. The main focus is not uh, let me give up something. God, you see how obedient I was and and how, how committed I was. And then you can give me my desires. I would believe your desire should be. The main thing should be. Being closer and more intimate with God. Being able to see him clearer in your life. And hear him better as well. How about this? See him better and hear him clearer. I think I like how that goes. So as you know, we embark on this journey together. As we embark on this journey together, this is my journey on the fast. And and, and this is a way, the podcast is a way. For me to journal it, if you will, to to share it, you know, also with others who are um, doing it with us, you know, fasting with us. So that being said. Wisdom, wisdom. First thing I do want to speak about is wisdom and we're going to get to uh, my buddy. Uh, You know, I I might have to make up a name for him, but we (laughs) we're going to get to uh, him. But wisdom is not just knowledge. Wisdom and knowledge uh, can go hand in hand. But it's not just knowledge. It's not. If you think you have a lot of knowledge, it doesn't mean that you're wise. You might be intelligent. Intelligent. But it doesn't mean that you're wise or that you make the best decisions. Before I go or elaborate on that, let's say this part. Wisdom as it pertains to um, us trying to grow in wisdom. To gain wisdom, it would it would allude to. The fact that there's somebody else smarter than you or wiser than you are that in order for me to grow i can't grow with anybody teaching me or or um showing me i guess if you know it can't be anybody now the person i'm thinking about i'm looking at jesus christ And one who knew everything like he was there in the beginning when everything was created. He created everything. Everything was created through him, by him and for him. But he still had to come and apply. The intellect. To the actual reality or the experience of life. He had to be an example of what it was to be wise or what it was and also be an example. If, if you can see what wisdom is and you can see what foolish or folly is. I know I was talking about Matthew 22 or 25. Or is it 22 or 25? It's 25. The parable of the ten virgins. And it starts off. There were five wise Virgins and five foolish ones. And you can look at what they were doing or what happened as they were waiting on the bridegroom, not knowing when the bridegroom would come. Five of those uh, brides or uh, virgins came prepared with extra oil. The foolish ones came with just a lantern and whatever oil they had. And when it got down to the nitty-gritty, they looked over at the other ones and said, oh, y'all got a little extra. Can I get some? They said, oh, man, we didn't bring enough for your lamp and my lamp to last like that. But you can go get you some. You can go buy you some. And when they went to go buy some, they ended up missing the bridegroom. And the five who were prepared went into the uh or entered into the house or whatever the building the structure was with the bridegroom so the five foolish come back with their oil and everything and knock on the door and it's too late you can't get in you missed your opportunity and i and i was sharing this with my children i said look man what happened when they were there and you walking to this place and you see five women that have oil and you don't have none. Nothing in your mind says, do I need some oil? Hey, man, I'm, I'm from Dallas, Texas. Um, that's the major city, DFW. Little suburb, called Garland. East Garland to be exact. I just want to let you know that when you heard all (laughs) should I have brought some all okay for 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 my other listeners who are proper and speak proper English like you you pronounce every letter as it should be should I have brought me some oil you didn't think to bring some oil. Some used bacon grease, just something. Anyway, wisdom is what we're talking about. So before we get into any other scriptures, again, the, the scripture is going to be James chapter 1. It's going to be verses 12 through 15. And the other uh, scripture we're going to use, and we're going to start with, is going to be Proverbs 3. Familiar text, Proverbs 3. Verses 1 through 8 Again The fear of the Lord Is the beginning of wisdom Now if we're talking about growing In wisdom Any growth in wisdom Is going to start with a reverence Of who God is Who the Lord is It starts with putting him In his proper place If you don't do that How can you expect To gain any wisdom, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. The the other thing about the Lord being wise and putting Him in His proper place is the thing that we talk about, you know, God being everlasting or always being like He's eternal. He's eternal. Always around. So every decision he makes is an eternal decision. Every decision he makes is an eternal decision. And and I'll stop. I'm, I may be getting ahead of myself. So let's let's get to my buddy. Let's let's see what he have to say.
1: I don't accept for life. I just say give me my my portion for today i don't want a lot of things just give me enough i can deal with he said i give you a, but fulfill your bond greater than you can ever ask I, I know what you desire i know what you need but lord give me my portion where i can be grateful where well, I can be thankful. They unthankful. They unholy. They ungrateful. They got a job. They don't want a the job. They got 40 hours. You can't work on Saturdays. You can't work on Sundays. Now you got three days. You, they always complaining and griping and murmuring. Stop it. He said, be grateful with the little things. And wait, and I, I'll put you there. But he gonna put us in a place where they appreciate me and the job. I don't hate going to work. I got to watch my back. They backstabber. You making the money, but I can't go to another job. Because I got to watch my back. They haters. Put me somewhere where I love going to work. I can get up. And they appreciate my work. And I blend in.
0: My goodness.
1: God say, I'm going to put you there. But if you want to get it, go
0: ahead and get it. My goodness. Now, I gave you a little more than was necessary. I just wanted you to get a feel of him. Um... Part of the interview, he's speaking about how, you know, you can't judge a book by its cover. Um, years ago, I said something about, you know, we write, I mean, we wrap gifts up and it can be wrapped beautifully and be nothing in the box. It can be wrapped like trash and it'd be something real valuable there. So, you know, when you look at this guy, he got his hair hair fixed up like Julio, if you know who he I might be dating myself. But he he really dropping a jewel here. We're talking about wisdom. He says that you have a job. First, he said, let's start off first. That he, He don't ask for much. He doesn't need much. He only wants just enough to be grateful. I mean, if I heard him correctly, it was, I just need just the bare minimum. like having so much stuff, well, I, I can't be grateful with all of that stuff. It, it's, it's more about the stuff and not about the provider. And so I just want enough just so I can know that you're there and still providing. That's all I need. You give me the bare necessities and, and I know that it's you. It's like when when the children of Israel got out into the wilderness, they were were, were like upset because they didn't have water. They was upset because they didn't have nothing to eat. Started thinking about all the the, the, the fixes. They had a golden corral back in Egypt. Thinking about this stuff. And God would give them water and gave them manna. And and when they wanted meat, he gave them quail to eat So they was getting sick on it. Because he's saying, "You're with me. All you, all you need, are the necessities." And and ultimately, we're fasting. And fasting says, "You know what, God? All I need to sustain me." What do you tell the woman at the well? If you knew who was asking you for some water, you would ask me for some water. She said, "You don't even have nothing to get no water with." He says. <laughs> The water I have, you'll never thirst again.
2: She said, Can I have some of this water where I would never thirst again? So I don't never have to come down to this well anymore? Yes. If I could just get the bare necessities, that's all I need. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He lead me by what? By still waters, water. Make me
0: lie down in green pasture. Now, see, the pasture part is. You know, yeah, I, I lie down in it. You know, that's that's my home, that's my abode. I guess this is where I, I reside. Wherever wherever master stops, you know, that's where we wherever the shepherd stops, that's where we gonna sleep. But green goes. I mean, it's a food source as well. It's good food. It's the bare necessity, but it's good. It's green. I drive to work every day, and I see cows and horses eating, and I look at I look down the ground and. They going to town ain't nothing green on it, but they going to town to making me lie down in green pasture. We talk about sheep, you know, being so stupid in the word that I like to use is simple because all I need is the bear. It says the got a song said all I need is you. We wonder how people fast for forty days and Jesus fast for forty days. He said all I need is you father so but the brother says and this is what 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 stuck out to me because I kind of saw myself in a transition in a transition he said you have a job
2: but you don't want it you're getting 40 hours but you don't like it you know he said you don't, he said a little bit differently, but
0: they won't let you work on Saturday, that's what he said. They won't let you work on Sunday, but I, I took that as you have weekends off. You have a job where you work Monday through Friday, get your 40 hours, you get getting a check, you're off on weekends, and you complaining and grumbling. You're ready to leave for whatever reasons, and, and the most common reason while people are ready to leave their job is people. Whether it's the boss or it's the co-workers, which ultimately leads to the company itself. Like this company, they don't care about us either. Like it's time for me to go. He says we get to asking God to send us to a place where we can be appreciated, send us to a place where we can be valued. Then he says,
2: well, we could just blend in, oh my goodness <laughs> blend in were we created to just blend in during the pandemic, There
0: were a number of people that lost their jobs, a number of people. They got furloughed or or whatever. And the government took great care of, great care of them. So that's, that's good. But there was one somebody I know who didn't lose a job. There was one somebody I know that when they were doing layoffs, the first layoff they did, they went down to seven employees. And I was
2: one of them somebodies. I wasn't the longest tenured person there. And
0: it's a job. And and though you might think that you're special. They really can bring anybody in and teach you how to work most jobs. Most of them. Now, you can't be taught how to be a doctor. You know, those type of professions there. But. Most jobs, the average job, you can be taught what to do and how to work it, and over time you'll get better and better and good enough. No matter what, it'll be it'll be sufficient for them. So I can't seem or assume that it was my intellect or my ability to work. It's surely sheer as H e e
2: r l y or surely was favor. One of those seven.
0: Sometime after that, they were bringing people back, and some orders came in. Next thing you know, we getting a little overtime. Like what? Didn't take a hit. My 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 wife been working from home since working from home was working from home. And so because she's already been working from home they relied on them heavily and said hey uh, during this pandemic guess what we need you to do? We need you to continue to
2: work from home. (laughs) Did not experience any lack. So when the
0: Trump check came, and I, I, I cashed it so quickly, I didn't even see if his name
2: was on it. I didn't cash, I got a direct deposit, but anyway. <laughs> didn't even see if his name was on it. Got this second one, and like,
0: it's just sitting there. I think we went on a, we went to the Guadalupe River. We went camping, bought some camping stuff, like, where people needed these things to live, it was extra. And we can find ourselves with the favor of God, and in situations like this, getting our 40 hours, weekends off, sometimes have to work a little extra, you know, overtime, and then you find yourself upset, grumbling, and complaining
2: about your job. I was speaking to my sister earlier today,
0: which one, one of them, and I encouraged her because, you know, she just had a baby and she is, you know, doing wonderfully for her age. Um, I don't believe the baby was planned, but she's doing wonderfully and handling it with grace as far as I can see. And I encouraged her and I said, you know, I believe it's time for you to look for a job. I don't know what your career field is or your choice, what industry you want to work in, but I believe it's time and God is letting you know that even though you might experience some things along the way because she was pregnant for nine months, right? So in the beginning, it's all cute. This is what this man said about the job. You got a job, right? In the beginning, you liked it. It was cute. You was taking pictures. You knew everybody. Then all of a sudden, it, you didn't like it no more. Now something wrong with it and you're ready for it to be over and for, you're ready for for, for for something new. And that's what I shared my sister. See, in the beginning, it was cute. You were snapping all the pictures and you had the baby shower. But when you got around that 33rd week. And I'm just doing this for if there's a woman listening, because I, I like to I like to do it by months. Tell me the month, please. Don't don't. You know, oh, I'm 37 weeks. Like, what does that even mean? Oh, you said you eight months. Oh, OK, cool. Eight months. Just just tell me that. But Anyway. Around that 33rd, when you get in your 30s and weeks, you start to get tired. Yet yeah, the cuteness don't wore off. You're walking different, can't can't get out of bed the same, you know. Everything aching. I remember my wife, she was, you know, looking up on the internet, trying to get whatever remedy she could to to push this thing along, to speed up the process. It's crazy because my daughter was already born two months and she was trying to two months early and she was trying to speed up the process. My son Cam, he was born I think about three weeks early, but you know, my wife always have these short term pregnancies, everybody healthy, but she had these short favor. She <laughs> she, <laughs> she had these short term pregnancy and when so when she got around them thirty weeks, she was like, I don't know, I, I don't know what this is. What you talking about? Oh no! Uh, what can I drink? Some of that? what can I do? Drink hot sauce? What can I do? Castor oil? What can I do to get this over with? So I, I again back to my sister. I said, when you got to that thirty week, you you it wasn't cute anymore. You was ready to get it over with, and and finally the day came that it was over with. And now you walk in your newness and you don't know what to expect. And I'm telling you that you're handling it gracefully. And I and I believe that um, once you find you a career path, it's going to be the same way. That It'll be new. It'll look all clean and good on the on the surface. And then you deal with a few things and, and then you're going to, uh, well, I don't pretty much like but But just hold on just a little bit longer and allow the Lord to deliver, to deliver you. In your food, you know one. The doctors told my wife. She he said, uh, you know, no, it was one of the nurses. They said, we can deliver the baby and the baby will be fine. We're just gonna put him in one of these little incubation deals right here, but. You're a natural incubator, so it's best if the baby stay in you because that's the design, that's how it was planned. My point is this, sometimes we move too soon when God has us in the incubation period. There's some things still being developed, there's some things still going on. It's best if you stay where you are because just looking at it, would have you delivering prematurely. You're ready to leave for whatever reason, and people is not a reason for you to leave prematurely. Now, again, going back to wisdom, we, uh, you know, to even grow in wisdom means that somebody have to teach you. Something, life, uh, God, something has to teach you. You don't know it because if you did, you'll be at the tippy top. You're growing. So in this, in this first clip, it shows someone who may lack wisdom because if somebody have to teach you, then, then. How are you applying it if you're saying, I'm tired of this job. I don't like it anymore. I'm tired of these people. Yeah, I get my 40 hours. Yeah, I still get me a check, but it's time for me to move. Like, who are you listening to? And I would imagine if you're listening to yourself, then you may not be using wisdom. Depending on where you are in your life. You might, if you're 98 years old. Experience may have taught you some things and you might be using wisdom, applying wisdom. I would hope you turn around and teach it somebody else. Who won't waste it, but. <laughs> but I'm just saying, like, who are you listening to? And if you're listening to yourself, that may not be wise. You just might not be wise. I think it's time. Proverbs chapter 3. Seem like a good point. A good place. Proverbs chapter 3. See how the Lord do it? My goodness. We'll start at verse 1, but the focus will be starting at verse 5. Maybe verse, well, we'll see. First it says, My son, do not forget this NKJV. The New King James. It says, My son, do not forget my law, but let your heart keep my commands. Now, it says, My son. This is a father speaking to a son. This is a father who has had some experience in life and what he comes to know out of life is what he's telling his son. Let me give you some wisdom, son. People I, I, you know, this is one of those, uh, this is one of those, uh, those, those uh, podcasts is one of those topics seem like a whole bunch of tangents, but I was with this, this brother. I used to serve with this brother in church named brother Hayes, a wise, I mean, brother has some knowledge and some wisdom and I would always ask him questions. Even now, if I have a question, I need a, 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 a true, honest answer, unbiased. I mean, like no denominational bias. Because you might ask a Baptist, you're going to get a Baptist answer. You ask a Pentecostal, you're going to get a Pentecostal answer. I'm saying he goes straight word. No denominational bias. So anyway, he said, Brandon, in order to get 35-year-old wisdom, I mean, 95-year-old wisdom, you had to be 95. He said, in my time where I've been confused about uh, uh, my place or my position, and it was dealing with the church. Because in the church is like a job sometimes we move around before it's time. Because we listen to our flesh, I mean ourselves. I mean, yeah. Mm-hmm. But he said he looks at those elders in the church. And at the time we were greeters and we were standing down and we was watching my grandfather come to the church, come into the church, park, his car in the handicapped spot you know, had his three-piece suit on, had the matching hat, all of that. And he was coming, he said, man, when I, when I question and I find myself lost in my questions, I always look to my elders because I, I look at them and I say, out of your 85, out of your 90 years, you're telling me that what you figured out is the best place for you to be is here. And I've used it a number of times when speaking to young people like I look at my life and I don't look at my life or look back on my life like I done had a terrible time. Yeah, I didn't caught a case or two or three. <laughs> I done did probation once or twice. I done lost some things along the way. But overall, when I look at my life, I, I believe I had a great time. Like, it was fun. Like, I'm honest, I don't know if I would do it differently if I was in the same position because that was just how I was wired. So looking at my life and seeing that I had a good time, I'm still at the age I am now, 39. Lord, allow me to see 40 this year. We, I mean, you know, Lord willing, I'll see 40 this year. I'm looking at my life and the best thing, the 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 greatest thing I can do with my time is do a podcast for the Lord. The greatest thing I can do, even though I don't know how to do it, is accept a call to pastor. The greatest thing I can do is try to look at my Bible and teach. And it's funny because the only thing that pains me is when I'm not in my word like I'm supposed to be. When I'm not praying like I should be. When I'm not close to God like That's the thing. I don't think back at the stuff that I used to do and say, oh man, it pained me that I can't do those things no more. The thing that pains me is me not being in in the right posture or position with him. That's the the best, that's the only thing I can think about. Out of everything that I thought was good, the one that means the most is that. And so that had to mean something to me. Like, it it means, like, out of all the things, I would not go back to that stuff. I would stay right where I am. Wow. There must really be something to this.
2: God, you really (laughs) didn't make me a new creature.
0: Praise the Lord. I I had to hit that praise the Lord on that. My son, do not forget my law, but let your heart keep my commands. Verse 2, for length of days and long life and peace they will add to you. See, self says, not even that I'm going to live forever. I don't even think about it. Like, we just assume that life is life. Like, we got 90 years. We assume it. Like, I assume that in the next 10 seconds I'll be living. Not that, you know, Lord, you know,
2: watch over us as we sleep. I'm up right now. Lord, watch over me right now. We assume it. But keeping his commands and not forgetting
0: his law, it says, length of days, listening to wisdom. Length of days and long life and peace, 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 peace. They will. You, you might not understand it. We gonna get there, but peace they will add to you. Somebody remind me to go back to verse two when we get that peace part. Let not mercy and truth. I know it's just me. Let not mercy and truth forsake you. Bind them around your neck. Write them on the tablet of your heart. And so find favor and high esteem in the sight of God and man. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him and he shall direct your path. There's a scripture.
2: I think I have found it. Let me let me go to another scripture real quick in Philippians. Four, seven. I was just here. Be anxious for
0: nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God in the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding. See, the peace of God that surpasses all understanding. Back to Proverbs 3. Chapter, I mean, verse two. For length of days and long life and peace, they will add to you. And a lot of times in my life, why I did so much foolish stuff is because I didn't have peace that surpassed my understanding. I didn't have peace that surpassed my understanding. I wanted the understanding in order to have peace. But the wise father tells the son that if you just listen to the commands. See, I was a guy that needed to know the why. Why this happened? Why that happened? happen? Well, well, let me know this. And I need to know how it all worked. But he said, if you just not forget my law and let your heart keep my commands, not your mind, your heart keep my commands. Length of days and long life and peace, they will add to you. And we're looking for understanding in order to keep somebody command. And, and matter of fact, understanding in order to keep his commands, and it's not going to work. That's unwise. So, back to my boy in this clip. I need to come up with a name for this guy. Let's just call him Coolio because the hell was in there looking like Coolio? He wasn't Coolio, so let's call him. Dudio. I don't I don't know. I'm gonna come up with something by the end of the show. He said you got a job, you like it, then you don't. You're ready. See, then when you get the job, you're thanking God for it.
2: Boy, well, the Lord the Lord showed it good. Gave me another job. Oh, babe and this one is the lick.
0: Great benefits. This one is, I'm telling you, baby. Two weeks paid right off the rip for vacation and a week six time. I mean, oh, God done did it for me. And then months
2: later, you, you ready to leave because of some people that's there. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding.
0: In all your ways, acknowledge him and he shall direct your path. It says, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he shall direct your path. It says, he shall direct your path. When you trust in him with all your heart, he will direct your path. As long as you lean not on your own understanding, he will Direct See, your understanding will block him from directing you. see your your understanding is a
2: detour from where he's trying to take you. Lean not on your own understanding. You got a job now, all of a sudden,
0: things' change. It's been people there for years, so
2: did they change? Or did your focus shift? Lean not
0: on your own understanding. Your focus has to do with your eyes, and faith don't have to do with your eyes. Lean not on your own understanding and allow him to direct your path. See We got this thing. It says, trust in the Lord with all your heart. And the thing that we say with the heart that we love the most is what? God know my heart. And we use that to allow ourselves to make our own decision. Or how about this? To direct our own path and drag God
2: along for the ride. But he said, if you listen to my command length of days
0: long life and peace will be added to you. That's what, you know, side note, that's why grace,
2: oh my goodness, God's grace is, um, when he says it's sufficient, you think it wasn't? How many times we done quenched the Holy Spirit?
0: How many times we done, we, we didn't acknowledge him? How many times we stayed in our own
2: understanding? We trusted the Lord with our understanding,
0: and I guess they would ask you know beg us to ask the question, Is that even trust? Alvin, 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 Alvin. buddy, I'm ready for the second. I can stay here all day look we we 40 some minutes in. so let's let's get to the second clip.:
1: When you take the jury to the pawn shop, how do they determine if it's real or fake? They put it through the acid test. They put the fire upon it. That's how we know if we're real or fake. We're going to go through the fire. You're going to have disagreement with each other, but it's okay. You're going to be friends. But if you have a disagreement, it's just a disagreement. agreement. That don't mean you ain't got to see him no more and talk to her or talk to her or whatever. I want to go to work. I don't want to go to work because they're stressing me out on the job. You feel me? They are receiving me with my full potential. And I don't know why I don't wanna go to work. I gotta understand why. Why I don't want the job because something ain't right. And I gotta acknowledge it. I ain't gonna sell my soul for the job. God said, I'm trying to put you over here or I'm trying to let you, let them know through you, let your light shine. But I'm hating on them because they ain't feeling me. They don't understand me. Did you
0: hear him? You have to, He who have ears, let him hear. Did you hear? Okay, I'll help you out. He said, You're at the job and you're upset because they ain't feeling you. They not receiving you. And so now you don't want to go to work. Now all this, this is an example to help us see what wisdom, why wisdom is needed. And, and really what wisdom really is and how we can grow. Again, the focus today is growth and wisdom. So he says, they're not receiving me and, and I don't even want to go to the job. But And I got to realize why is it that I don't want to go to the job? And when I realize and get an understanding why I don't want to go, I understand that something ain't right. And the question is, is it something not right with the job or is something not right with you? You focus on the part of they not receiving you. Who is they? The same people that hired you? Who who are they in this example? And and what's happening is, he said, really, you're there to let your light shine. Uh Uh-oh. Here we go. So when I heard this, it made me think, it made me ask this question. Have you considered how the mind of God thinks about a matter or concerning a matter? Whatever the situation is in your life, job, house, marriage, kids. Have you even thought about what God think about it? like really, in the fullness, not in your selfish ways, not just pertaining to you, but God, again, we started off with is eternal. Every decision he make is an eternal decision, and so he's not just thinking about you when he do something. When you had a kid, it wasn't just about you having a kid. Now he looked at you and he looked at whoever the baby dad was, or he looked at you and looked at whoever the baby's mom was and said, you know what? These are the people I need to create this person that I thought about. But in the fullness of that person, in the fullness of my daughter, the fullness of my sons is not just about me. When it comes to how I raise and, and and decisions I make when it and, and in their life, we don't consider. The fullness of God, it's impossible for us to consider the eternal. Mind, of it says our ways are not his ways, our thoughts are not his thoughts, but what we are when the, when the scripture calls us a body and that we're all members of one body, what we do is we keep ourselves secluded in in our own little area so that we can, you know, our arm only think about our arm. And more particularly... The left arm, think about the left arm. The right hip thinks about the right hip. It don't even think about the kneecap on the right leg. It don't think about the cat It thinks about the hip only. And so thinking about the hip only or the arm only allows you to make these decisions that you think is wise. And you're not considering the full body and God considers the fullness of the whole thing. Like when he, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. He was thinking about everything. I mean, in the, like we were created and there was no, uh, Adam and Eve did not eat meat. See, everything you want to eat is growing, it's on them trees. Eat them trees, just don't eat from that one in the middle. That one I was telling you about, don't do that. But I don't believe the animals ate meat either. I don't believe all the animals back then were carnivores. Why would they do that? They were eating the vegetables too. It was no need. I mean, if they can be on the boat, a whole year on the ark for a whole year and ain't nobody eating nothing. I I would imagine in the garden, they walking right up on Adam and he naming them. I mean, their appetite wasn't to eat other animals. That stuff happened from from the fall. But God's design, I mean, he's so intelligent that even though we we weren't created to eat meat, he made animals that could be eaten. Like, we eat them. You know, you, you get roast and ribs and... I mean, he made it in such a way. I mean, you get clothes from them. God was the first seamstress. I I don't want to say seamstress, but... Seamster? (laughs) No kidding, Caboodle, just... A sacrifice. Here you go, some leather right here. Gucci. God said, I mean, God made it. It had to be the best brand ever. Name brand. It's name brand. (laughs) God gave it to him. It was named Brand. But I'm I just i just bring it up to, to think about the mind of God and how detailed He is. I have a goddaughter now and I end up moving from Dallas to a country town that's about an hour or so away. And and that's how I got a goddaughter. Ain't that something? never knew this young lady met this young lady and believed that when i saw her that god was using myself and my wife to to help minister to her and help her through that time and from us being obedient now we have a goddaughter i could never imagine it in my whole life I, when i was five years old when i was 15 what you want to be oh i want to move uh, out of dallas and um, find me a person that I d- don't know and talk to him, and, you know, try to encourage him in the Lord and it lead to me being their godfather. Yeah, that's what I that's what I want to do when I grow. I could never imagine with all the things that I was doing that that would happen. We went out of town. I preached a few weeks ago, and we went out of town, and uh, my wife them had went ahead had dropped them off, and I went and parked the car, and I get out, and I come up later, and I run into a guy, and I'm listening to uh, my sermon because I record a lot of stuff on my phone, just audio, just so I can go back and listen to it. And I'm listening to it, and I run into this couple. And they said, oh, so so you're a preacher? I said, something like that. Something like that. He said, yeah, uh, so you going up here, you're going to somebody's church? I said, yeah, my buddy, my woman, to speak. He said, yeah, we up here to go to church, too. Got two funerals. Oh. Start talking, and it was his sister. His twin sister had passed, and he's, you know, telling me about it and telling me about the family, and I asked a few questions, and ultimately I said, "Uh, do you mind if I pray for you? And I did. And in the prayer, I remember this one thing. I said, Lord, only you can orchestrate that. Like, Lord... Only you could orchestrate me and him meeting at the same time for me to be there to pray for him. Just so he can know that you are with him. You say that you will never leave us nor forsake us. And how do we know that? By some happenstance. No, it's not. It's happenstance to us. Because we don't have your wisdom. We don't have your knowledge. We don't we we don't have your ways or your thoughts. But you knew you're sovereign and you ordained it. You ordained it. Do we really consider God's thought process when it comes to our decision making? And if we do, then my question would be, how long do we consider it? When it says uh, meditate day and night, how long do we consider it? Because right after night is day again and after day is night again. How long do we consider? Do we meditate on a matter when it comes to trying to be in the will of God? Something ain't right. You show right because you were there to be the light and ultimately, you know, it says the earth was void in the beginning. Let's go to Genesis 1. It's going to be one of them. it's going to be one of them just one of them days cuz it will be one of them days. In the beginning, God created heaven and earth. The earth was without form and void and darkness was on the face of the deep and the spirit of God was hovering over the face of the waters. Then God said, "Let there be light," and there was light. And this before there was a light source. There was no moon, no stars, no sun. And he said, let there be light. That's how important it is for us to be the light. That's the first thing he said before creating, and it happened, but I mean, come on, let there be light, no source, but it's bright. But anyway, that's the first thing he said. And here we are on the earth, and God continues to put us in these dark places, and all we're supposed to do is let there be light every time we take a step. Everywhere your foot touches the ground, let there be light. And we can't even be light because why? We're too busy looking at everybody else, saying how something ain't right. We're too busy trying to be in our own understanding, trying to figure it. I'm talking to somebody here. His name is Brandon Bates. Talk talking about myself. But anyway, we're trying to be in our own understanding for what something is or why something is. And our own understanding, saying he shall direct your path, is stopping us from walking right into being the light for somebody. You're grumbling and you're complaining. It's like putting a shade on your light. The scripture says, don't put your lamp under a basket. I believe one of the gospels talk about putting your lamp under, under the bed. You're supposed to be a light, but you are hiding. Because you don't want to provide a, be a light source for somebody else, for them to see the goodness of God. You don't want to do what you were called to do. You don't want to be who you were called to be. What What do you expect? It said the earth was void and full of darkness. What do you what do you expect? It said the, the harvest is plenty, but the laborers are few. It's not going to be a lot of light in your situations. You are the light. He didn't say, let there be lights. He said, let there be light. You are the light in that situation. You are the one the city set on the hill, the one that that God wants to use to draw all men unto him. You are that person. So, who are we to think in this situation? I'm going to call him Curtis. I told you the name was going to (laughs) come. My uncle Curtis. Who are we? Listen to my Uncle Curtis. To think that we have a job getting 40 hours a week, off on weekends, great benefits, and and then think that we're ready to leave. Did God tell you to take the light away? He said long life He told his son in Proverbs 3 that long life will be added to you. What happened when you remove yourself from your purpose? Oh, my goodness. When you remove yourself from your purpose. You were created to be a lamp. You let your light so shine before men that they may see your good deeds and glorify your father, which is in heaven. You are supposed to be a light. You're supposed to be a branch. Why? So God can get the glory and be able to draw all men unto him. But when you move out of the way or you hide underneath the bed or hide underneath the basket, your light is no longer. You can't be seen. It's worthless. And back then it was lamps candles fire and once you remove oxygen from that situation you got a friend say situation all the time once you move remove oxygen from that situation it's going to quench that fire quickly do you really consider the things of god when you're making your moves We was talking yesterday about, uh, um, where's that scripture? I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And Paul was talking about being content in all things. He's learned how to uh, handle having money and not having money. He's learned how to how to deal with that. And he's content. He's even killed. There's no up, no down. It's just right middle. It's middle ground. He's the same. He's learned that he can do all things. And the point for me bringing this up is to say that even if God's will for your life is different than your own, can you lean not on your own, uh, your own understanding by asking him for the strength to be obedient? See, sometimes we get mixed up in our mind or get it get a decision so made up in our mind, it doesn't matter what God says about a matter. We're gonna do it anyway because we've been we've been focused on it, we've been harping on it. This is what we want to do. This is what's in my heart now. He said, trust in the Lord with all your heart. So if you have your decision in your heart and not and and the Lord in your heart, then it's not all of it. If you have anything else in your heart with the Lord, then you can't trust in him with all of it. You got to get rid of those things, whatever it is, and completely trust in him and lean not on your own understanding. Can't Do you have the strength to not lean on your own understanding? I would say no. That's why I said I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. The first says which commandment? Is the greatest. It says, "Love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, all your mind, and all your strength. With every faculty that you have, is to be focused and love, God, or focused and uh, focused toward loving God." How let's say that. then you can do all things through Christ who strengthens you because that's your focus. Then you can trust in the Lord with all your heart and not lean on your understanding. You can't trust yourself. Come on, you know that. Let's quit playing. You you know you can't trust yourself. How many things did you not want to do? Paul said it. The things I want to do, I don't do. But the things I don't want to do, that's the stuff that I do. How many times have you found yourself in that situation? That the stuff that you don't want to do, you always find yourself doing it. The man that you wasn't supposed to be with is the one that you was with. The woman that you wasn't supposed to text. is The video that you wasn't supposed to watch. The food that you wasn't supposed to eat. The words that you wasn't supposed to say. That- you know you can't trust yourself. When people trust you, they don't trust you. They trust the God in you. And ultimately trust God for them. They're trusting in the Lord with all their heart, all their mind. And he said, and he shall direct. They're trusting God to direct their path. It ain't about you. It's about God. But it's wisdom. Wisdom. Have you considered the mind of God and how he thinks? That's wisdom, this is the father speaking to his son. We say our father who art in heaven. Do we really listen to our father who art in heaven? Jesus did, but we think because Jesus came, he did away with the commandments. But you ain't gotta obey the law no more because Jesus didn't came but Jesus obeyed the law. Now, he went down there checking our boxes up. Yep, did that today. He loved the Lord his God with all his heart, all his mind, all his soul. And when he was tempted, not by God, we're going to get there, but when he was tempted, he went to God. So he could do all things through his father who strengthened him. Man. So, let's get to clip three real quick. I already see it's going to be a, a part one, part two. I'm not going to do y'all like that.
1: Clip three. Let's see what it be. Solomon was the wisest man that lived. He had everything that a man could desire. But one thing God said, leave the foreign women alone. But he couldn't understand why he had a desire for the foreign women. But see, the Lord knew that they were gonna turn his heart against him. Come on, all. They were gonna make him idol worship and build a God, but he didn't mm-hmm. understand it. And I'm gonna say this, the preacher. See it, he then. searched the world up.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: He said, I wanna know, the 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 basis Come behind on. wisdom and knowledge and understanding and foolishness. Yeah. So you can't know wisdom, knowledge, and should be a fool, but we don't want to be foolish.
0: Come on, huh? That's
1: the only way you're gonna get. It. You got to be a fool first. How you gonna know a fool when you're still fool? Huh. How you gonna know foolishness if you haven't been foolish? Come on. Foolishness it comes with it's painful because we think we all of that. Yeah, we do. We got a lot of abilities we can create. We can send man to the moon. We can be inventors, but we're limited. limited. If I understand that I'm limited, then that's when God takes control and gives me the wisdom that I, I desire. Come on. I'm talking. Humility. Be humble. If you don't understand your purpose, ask God. But ask in my sincerity. What's my purpose, God? Did you ever ask that question? What's my purpose? Why I'm here? What am I meant to do? But sometimes he can't tell us all at once. It might be too much.
0: Mm. I told y'all Uncle Curtis. <laughs> Uncle Curtis dropping them bombs over Baghdad. Did you hear him? First, let me clarify. You know, Unc, he old. You know. Unc said foreign women. God wanted Sodom to leave them foreign women alone. You know, I might be look, you know, you don't know what he was saying. Fine, fine, you know, it was foreign and what it meant. Them strangers. Don't don't be unequally yoked. See, because they serve another kind of God. They serve something else that's not me, the one true and living God. And it says. I, the Lord, your God, is a jealous God. You can go back to Deuteronomy and find their command. It was in the law. Solomon also was hustling them horses up, buying them out of Egypt and selling them. And even in Deuteronomy, it speaks of that too. So, but he was talking about foreign women. But he said, we don't want to be a fool made me think some scriptures i had to had to look them up talking about how god will use the foolish to befound the wise this is in first corinthians originally it wasn't a scripture but it came to mind i looked it up verified it first corinthians starting at verse 26 okay oh, hold, hold up hold up nope let's start at verse uh-uh uh-uh Start verse 18 for the message of the cross is foolishness to those who are perishing. But to us who are being saved, it is the power of God. For it is written, I will destroy the wisdom of the wise and bring to nothing the understanding of the prudent. Or proud, where is the wise? Where is the scribe? Where is the disputer of this age? Has not God made foolish the wisdom of the world? See, there's two. There's two type of wisdoms. The wisdom of the world for since in the wisdom of God, the world through wisdom did not know God. The world through wisdom did not know God. It pleased God through the foolishness of the message preached to save those who believe. It pleased God through the foolishness of the message preached to save those. I mean, it it sounded like it didn't make sense, but then it just hit me. It pleased God through the foolishness of the message preached to save those who believed it. Come on, man. We we, we do a lot to make ourselves sound smart. Sound like we get it. But compared to God, your understanding, like my uncle said, is limited. You don't know nothing. You've been around 30 years out of 7,000 if you believe in the Young Earth Theory. If you believe Earth is a million years old, you've only been around 30, 40, 50, 60, however old you think you are, you don't have nothing on time. So God is comparing our knowledge or or what we think is smart, our wisdom versus his that is eternal. And it said it pleased God that through the foolishness of the preach message, like us who think we out here preaching, even me on this podcast is through the foolishness of this, that this does not compare to God at all. It's foolish to think we're going to live forever and think that we got it and, you know, hold on to. It. I remember, man, a few years back, man, you know, I guess at one point in time, I thought I was a looker. How am old folks say it? I thought I was a looker. I thought I had a little look to me, you know. And I, and I carried myself like I thought I had a little look to me. And it was one day I was getting some gas at a 7-11 okay 7 eleven 7 11 for those who don't know what I'm saying 7 eleven and you know they had those big windows in the front you know with the tin on it and I saw my reflection and I saw my strut and how I walked and I said my goodness you're not cool <laughs> it hit me like a like a ton of bricks why you think you cool you ain't Man, you're old, man. Get on, get your gas gone, sit down somewhere, man. What you think you holding on to? You're getting older. It's somebody else' time now. It's, it, you know, who are you to think that highly of yourself? It's a foolish message that we preach, just because compared to God, we don't have the fullness of we don't know him. He has to reveal these things to us. I'm not smart. This is the Holy Spirit. If you think I said anything, you better think it was the Holy Spirit. I'm just availing myself, allowing myself to be used by God said it please God, that's grace, through the foolishness of the preached word, that if you believe it, even though it's foolish, it testifies of God, it still gives him the glory. If you believe, he'll save you. 22, for Jews request a sign, and Greeks seek after wisdom, but we preach Christ crucified, To the Jews, a stumbling block, and to the Greeks, foolishness. But to those who are called, both Jews and Greeks, Christ, the power of God and the wisdom of God. See, that's foolishness. To to those who don't believe, but Christ is the power of God and the wisdom of God. 25, because the foolishness of God is wiser than man, And the weakness of God is stronger than man. The foolishness of God is wiser than men. Okay, now 26. For you see your calling, brethren, that not many wise according to the flesh, not many mighty, not many noble are called. Oh, my goodness. But God has chosen the foolish things of the world to put to shame the wise. And God has chosen the weak things of the world to put to shame the things which are mighty. And base, and the base things of the world and things which are despised God has chosen. And the things which are not to bring to nothing the things that are. That no flesh should glory in his presence. If you want to know. (laughs) Why I was called. God just gave this to me right here. This is the reason why I was called. Or chosen. I was chosen. Because God took the foolish things of the world. I was foolish. To put to shame the wise. And God has chosen the weak things of the world. I thought I was I thought I was strong, but I was weak. I was. I, I can admit to that. To put to shame the things that are mighty and the base things of the world, and the things which are despised. The things that are despised. I've been despised before. So that only God can get the glory. It goes back to Judges chapter 7. He said your army is too big. If you go fight and win that battle with that big old army, I'm not going to get the glory in that. They too big. Get rid of some of those folks. That's why the laborers are fl- a few. God has to get the glory, and he can't get the glory without them laborers. It has to be that God is the reason. He's the only reason. So when you look at me and see how foolish I was, if you go back a few years on my Facebook timeline, or people that might have known me in times past, See how foolish I was walking around thinking I'm something. Like the man said, We ain't nothing, man. You think we done did something? You ain't did nothing, man. Remember the Titans. I thought I was something. I was nothing. I was weak and despised. Thinking I'm something, people despising me. Thinking I'm mighty, thinking I'm noble. And people might despise me now. Thank the Lord, that's why he's using me. But he used the foolish things of the world to befound the wise. And, and, and Uncle Curtis said, we don't want to be a fool. We can go this Corinthians verse uh, chapter one. Let's go. Let's scroll on over to four real quick. Chapter four, and let's go down to ten. It says, we are fools for Christ's sake, but you are wise in Christ. We are weak, but you are strong. You are distinguished, but we are dishonored. To the present hour, we both hunger and thirst, and we are poorly clothed and beaten and homeless, and we labor working with our own hands. Being reviled, we bless. Being persecuted, we endure. Being defamed, we entreat. We have been made as the filth of the world the off-scouring of all things until now." He said, we are fools for Christ. Unk said, but we don't want to be a fool. We want to be smart. And because we don't want to be a fool, then we can't, we think we already wise. It, it says, you're already too full. That's what he said in verse, in verse eight. In verse eight of the same chapter, he said, you're already full. You're already rich. And when you think you're wise, how can you gain wisdom? When you think you know it all, how can you get anything? How can you grow? How can you be poured into? You don't want to be a fool. You think you're smart, but you can't recognize a fool when you see one. People get over on smart people all the time. get over you intelligent though so how you going to know a fool when you see when the bible tells it be wise as serpents but gentle as dove? at some point you got to know how snakes slither now i've always said i know how snakes slither because i was once a snake i slither with the best thank the lord i'm a new creature How are you going to know a fool when you see one, if you're not a fool, if you haven't been foolish? And so then Unc ends and it says we're limited. No matter how smart we are, no matter how uh, 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 intelligent we think we are, no matter what we create, no matter what we do, how many books you write, whatever it is compared to God, you're still limited. And when you realize and understand and accept the fact that you're still limited. Then you can pour yourself out as a drink offering. And allow God to fill you up. Allow yourself to grow in wisdom. It's wise when you look at God and say. Glory be your name. It's wise when you look at God and say, "Hey, everything that I do is foolishness compared to Him." It's wise when you look at God and say, "I'm nothing but filthy rags." Tis our Father who art in heaven. It said what Scripture says: the earth is His. What footstool? what what? what? The earth is Your footstool. Where were you when I hung the four corners of the earth? What? You hung them The corners of the circle? Like, was you there in the beginning? You tell me where you were at when I was doing all this stuff. You don't even understand the four corners of a circle. We don't understand time, don't understand love. We're limited, and the only way that we can grow. In wisdom is like Unc said, humility, humble yourself before the Lord. Humble yourself. The rich man went and, and he wanted to get into the kingdom of heaven. He thought he could buy it. So what can i do what what do i need to do to get into the kingdom of i mean you know to, to, to get into the kingdom of heaven to be saved if you will to be your disciple what do i need to do well first you need to keep my commandment. oh I, oh tr- look i've been doing this since i was little <laughs> your commandment which one are you talking about it must be some new one out there because i've been doing that for a long what you talking about i've been doing i do that that's what i do i keep commandments I'm rich. I know all about commandments. I, I command too. You understand? And so then the Lord said, okay, well, since you do that, just sell everything you have. He said the rich man walked away full of sorrow because he had much things. But then you, say, you see the parable says the kingdom of heaven is like a treasure in the field, and a man found the treasure, and went and hid it went back, sold everything he had, and and then went, came back and bought the field. See, one man had too many valuables that he couldn't let go of, and one found a treasure that was buried in some dirt and said, you know what, all I want is this. All I need is this: not a place to sleep, not no cover, not no pillow, not nothing to eat. I don't, I don't, I don't even want to think about those things. This treasure right here that I've found is the most valuable, and and I, and I want it all. I want it to myself. You know, I don't even want nobody around it. Let me buy the field. Let me buy the field. You said set apart let it be, ho- be holy. For I am holy. So if I bought a field, then I can, we can be set apart. In our decision making, here it is still January, January 15th. 2021 we still in the new year and and a lot of times my, my kids asked me the other day what's the new year's resolution why do we make resolutions i'm just i'm just gonna say this here next year when we come back to january lord allow us to see it next january and we come back will you be doing the same thing will are, are you too full of yourself right now That when we come back around next year, that that you still doing the same old, same old and wondering why and wondering how you find yourself making the same resolution over and over and over again. I don't want that to be my testimony. I'm coming back next year. Which, you know, Lord, I, I will come back next year and do the same thing. If Lord, I pray the podcast continue to go. You know, my consistency, I can do all things that I'm consistent, be able to endure. No matter what come my way to be obedient in the podcast, God, but that's what I'm saying. Next year, I don't want to be. Growing in wisdom, we, we should be able to see some of that growth throughout the year. Realizing that we limited, realize that we need. To trust in the Lord with all our heart. That we need. To lean not on our own understanding that we need to to, to 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 invite God into our life. But not just to say that we believe, but truly allow him to direct our paths. This means that every situation that you may be in, he needs to be able to direct your path. So I was talking about people having a job and, and not being appreciative and being grateful of what God has gotten them. And my question is, can God keep you on your job? Can God keep you in your marriage? Can God keep you? In the midst of darkness, can he trust you to be the light? When you lean out on your own understanding, you'll understand that that it says you are the light of the world. When you look at you go outside and you look at these street lights, they're spaced out ever so, you know, far apart. They're not bunched up together. But they're far enough apart to to, to feel like You're by yourself because one light illuminates a certain amount you know a certain area a certain area of darkness and God is putting us in certain areas of darkness expecting that we'll trust him and just be the light They will abide in him. If you wanna grow in wisdom, it says we have to, and I'm not talking about the scripture, but we have to renew our mind in truth And truth is about who God is. He is the way, the truth, the truth, see, and the light. Lord, we thank you for today. Because no day is promised. This very moment, Lord, we are grateful and appreciative. And Lord, if it seems that we haven't been grateful and appreciative for anything that you have done for us, for, for again, just being in the moment, for just having a job, just having family, just having kids, Lord, not having kids. Lord, not having a job. It's about trust, right, God? If we're we're not appreciative and grateful for the things that you've done or the things that you haven't done, God, I just ask that the Holy Spirit bring about a conviction so heavy. That you bring it to the forefront of our minds and our hearts, God. That to grumble and complain, to to find ourselves, uh, uh, you know, dis, just just in a spot of not liking our situation, is a, is a sheer attack against who you are in our life. It says that we don't trust you, and Lord, I would believe that that's not the heart. Of those who's listening to this podcast. The Lord is our desire to trust you. It's our desire to know that we can be trusted by you, God. So, Lord, in this moment. We pour ourselves out. Completely. Not. Any residue of liquid, just nothing in the cup, God, that could remind us or 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 um, dilute what you're gonna fill us up with, which is the Holy Spirit. Lord is like the cup. I remember as a kid that. Looked like it was a drink as it was sitting right side up and then you pretend to drink it and it looked like the cup would empty. And as soon as you sit it right side up again, it was full again. That's how. We want to be full of the spirit, Lord, that the spirit never leaves. Every time, God, that we turn right side up, God, that we're full of the spirit and that we can just trust it because of who you are. That your word is true and that it shouldn't and will not come back void. God, we want to grow in wisdom, God, because we want to illuminate the areas of our life that you would have us illuminate God, whatever places of darkness that you have put us in God, that that's where we want to be God. But we have to realize that we are placed in darkness. The whole thing started with the earth that was void and full of darkness everywhere. Our foot touched the ground. That's where the light will be. And we're illuminating that area every step we take. But understanding that we are surrounded by darkness should tell us about our situation, that it should have us more content with where we are in life. That whether we are high or whether we are low, we understand our purpose because no matter what, we are surrounded by darkness. And it's for us to be the light. We can't expect anybody else to do it. Because that's the call you have on our life to be the light of the world and the salt of the earth not anything that's just flavorful God something that, that add a little flavor to it that's, that's why we're in a place that we're in God because we think we're here to add some flavor to the world when really what you're calling us to do is preserve your name in the land to make your to 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 allow ourselves to be used so that your kingdom will come, your will will be done on earth as it is in heaven and Lord it's going to get done regardless if we avail ourselves to you or not, but I believe it's in our best interest God for us to avail ourselves I said my son. Listen to my words and keep my commands that your life will be long or your days will be long or life will be long. <laughs> One is it's around that god, you know, it is what it is. But that our life will be long. Not just this life but the next life that there's a eternal life. It's a reason why we're doing it, god. It's an eternal reason why we're doing it. That you can look down upon your sons and daughters and say, those are my beloved sons and daughters in whom I'm well pleased. Why? Because we accept it. The Lord and Savior Jesus Christ is only by him that we are saved. He is the example of what it is to be a fool for you. He is the atonement for our sins, our foolishness. So, God, we just thank you right now in this moment for your word. We thank you for Uncle Curtis, Lord. I know it's not his name, but just the thoughts that came, the meditations that came from even listening to him and just, the, you know, Lord, you, you did it so well. And God, we give you all the glory and all the credit, all the honor. Lord, I thank you for using a foolish vessel such as myself. And Lord, I just pray that you continue to have your way. Continue to place people in the right position. Put them in the right place. um, So that we can definitely let our light so shine before men that they will see our good deeds, but glorify you in heaven. In the mighty name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. Brother to brother, I am. My brothers keep. It's not about your color. It's about his people. We all been called to walk according to his teaching. Only chance to stop the kingdom is about in Jesus. If I'd have known different, I would have done no different. I had a stony heart. Spirit. But because of my brother, I truly know forgiveness For that I dedicate my life into our father's business Two-parent household, me and daddy wasn't cool Then I turned 18, he didn't learn me what to do Signed up for the military, that's where I did the food When AWOL was a lost cause, I got the boot the story of my life till I found Christ manifesting rejection he said he never left me was living so reckless he showed me mercy so he kept me because he did I vowed that I would teach his bible lessons. brother to brother I am my brother's keeper it's not about your color it's about his people we all been called to walk according to his teaching only chance inside the kingdom is about in Jesus if I'd have known different I would have done Stony heart and off and the spirit But because of my brother I truly know forgiveness For that I dedicate my life Into our father's business